When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hello, bonjour, guten tag, and welcome to another episode of Before My Time. I am your host, Gelsey Laurie, and as always, we are joined with our lovely producer and friend, Matt Kelly. Today, Matt Kelly is going to inspire, teach, introduce us to some zany songs of the past, which he does believe inspired Weird Al Yankovic himself. I'm super excited for this one. Get ready to giggle. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one hit thunder or was nothing more than a one hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. All right, Gelsey. So this episode is going to be a, a teeny tiny bit of self-promotion. Okay. And it's also going to be a whole lot of Matt talking about his grandfather. I have a new podcast with mm-hmm. my friend Matthew, and it's called Weird Algorithm. And it's us talking about Weird Al through every single song in his catalog. As one should. And and since I had Weird Al on the mind and we were texting about different ideas, I said, ooh, I'd love to do an episode about the artists who inspired Weird Al. So I'm going to do something a little bit different is I'm going to play you some songs, at least snippets of some songs from three artists who I think heavily inspired Weird Al and I have a feeling you haven't heard any of this before, which is going to be okay, really exciting. So the backstory to two of these three artists is when I got into Weird Al Yankovic, my grandfather noticed that I was really into Weird Al in this comedy music. So he made me a mixtape of his favorite comedy musicians from when he was a kid. 
And that was how I got exposed to these artists. So the first person I want to talk about is Stan Freeberg. Are you familiar with the name? No. It sounds slightly familiar, but no. Stan Freeberg did a lot of Looney Tunes voices. And I believe he was also a radio personality. I'd have to double check that. But what Stan Freeberg used to like to do is he would do a cover of a famous song, but he would pick one element of the song and overly exaggerate it. And I've got three examples that I'll play. We're not going to do the whole song, but I'll play you these three examples and you'll hear what I mean. So this is his take on Banana Boat. Daylight come and me one go home. Man, I'll have to ask you not to shout like that. Well, uh, it's like right in my ear, man. Well, it goes with the song. Yeah, but don't holler in my ear, well, man. Well, it's authentic uh, calypso. Yeah, but like shout. I stand next to me, man. Well, the shout go with the bongo drums. Well, not my bongo drums, man. I mean, move away. Well, man. I don't see why. Uh, no, 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 no. Stand well. over next to the guitar, man. He sent me over here. Yeah. Well, then sing soft, man. You know, I mean, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's too loud, man. <laughs> That's better. He's a day, 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 oh, daylight come and me one go home. Yeah, man. Who work all night and a drink of rum. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so here's him doing Heartbreak Hotel. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's done at the end of loneliness, freely. Heartbreak Hotel, well, I'll be, I'll be so lonely, baby. I'll be so lonely, baby. I'll be so lonely, I could die. Could I have a little more echo on my voice? Oh, it's crowded, that's got it. You still can find some room. But broken out in love, to cry there in the gloom. And make it so, and make it so lovely, baby. And make it so lovely, baby. And make it so lovely, the the end of the song is that the echo repeats too much and it like takes over the rest of the song and it's just like the baby like echoing over and over again and then the last one yellow rose of texas yeah don't let me startle you i'm just doing the rebel yell here to kind of kick things off you know what i mean Yellow Rose in Texas, that I am gonna say Nobody else could miss her, not half as much as me She cried so when I left, pardon me Oh, that's just a shade loud on the snare drum She's sweetest little rosebud at Texas Avenue so, so that's enough of Stan Freeberg for a little bit, but you can see right there where I'm talking about with that Weird Al influence, like totally that deconstruction of something popular. Probably the most famous of the three that I'm going to play you is the next one, Spike Jones. Are you familiar with Spike Jones and his City Slickers? A little bit. We could do a full episode of Spike Jones one day. Okay, but for for a brief, hey, here's Spike Jones and a couple sentences. Um, Spike Jones was essentially the Marx Brothers of like big band and Dixieland music. So he had this mm-hmm. huge orchestra that were s- arguably some of the most talented musicians at that time. And he conducted the band with a gun and he would fire <laughs> the gun into the air to let them know it was time to start the song. And they would take really popular, similar to what Stan Freeberg did, they would take really popular songs at the time and they would cover them. But 
it would start off as a very traditional cover and then it would just get like Looney Tunes level wacky midway. Um, so I'm going to give you one example here is uh, Cocktails for Two. I knew you were, I was going to just say, I was like, is it Cocktails for Two? I love yeah. this one. It's, I grew up with Dr. Demento and this was on one yeah. of the albums. He and that's, in, yeah, we used yes. to love this one. Okay. No longer need we for the listeners gelsey is straight up just mimicking and dancing along to well the- that was one of my sister and i would put on floor shows every weekend and we had a dr demento show i was probably like five when we started the dr demento review and sometimes that song would make it in and we would just like our that that act was acting out all the sounds. That's why I it's, know them all. It didn't always make so it in because it wasn't a solid one, but we we had a pretty solid show. I love yeah. that song. Like I love the I original, but I love the Spike Jones. It's so song. good. Have you also heard his version of "You Always Hurt the One You Love"? No. Okay, so he did that one as well. Honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie. It's because he love you. The most of all. Because I love you most of all. Oh my god. Can I just tell you right now that one of my favorite noises in the whole world is the like the slime with when, the, oh, those little so good. things that you get at like I got tickets from the arcade game, and that's what you can get if you have like 50 tickets and just go around annoying <laughs> your parents. I love it. My grandfather used to have a collection of these like sports bloopers tapes. And mm-hmm. I remember one was just that version of you always hurt the one you love, but just the last part where it gets crazy. And it was like on every little like crunch was like a shot of like it would cut to like someone just like eating it like sliding <laughs> into home base or whatever it was. But I love that. And then the very last one I'm going to jump around on this one too was the William okay. Tell Overture. <laughs> It's a beautiful day for the race. Stooge hand is the favorite today. Assault is in there. Dog biscuit is three to one. Safety pin has been scratched. <laughs> and at 20 to one, beetle bomb. 
Now the horses are approaching the starting gate, and uh, there they go! And it's Stooge Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length, and a beetle bomb. Around the first turn, Stooge Hand is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head. Cabbage by a head! Beautiful Linda is third, and Beetle Mom. So it basically just keeps going where it's the whole William Tell Overture, but with that monotone voice calling it like a horse race the entire time. Uh, obviously, at the end, the winner is Beetle Mom. Uh, I figured it would be. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you catch, there's a ton of horse pun names, and then they start finding their way to do it, such as in that clip, I played the cabbage by a head uh, and stuff like stupid stuff like that. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! Uh, and then the last part of the story, which is kind of a weirdly sweet story, is my first college job. I worked at a head shop, which is hysterical, called Habitat, which we just sold like incense burners, tie dye shirts, like all hemp stuff. Oh, uh, hemp. I thought you said head. I was like, what the well, hell? Well, we is called that? it a head shop because like oh. people would assume that it was like where you would go to get weed. Everyone showed up thinking that we sold bongs. We didn't, but like it had that okay. vibe to it. Okay. So this guy came in and I always had music playing and we could bring our own music in. And I had some of the songs from my grandfather's cassette in there. And he was like, have you ever heard of Tom Lear? And I said, no. And he came in a week later and he burned me every Tom Lear album. And it's, are you familiar with Tom Lear at all? I'm not at all. You will know this first song for sure. So all of his albums are live albums, which I think is really cool. It's just a guy in a piano. He's got a very specific way that he talks and he writes these very silly songs. Uh, But this is arguably the most famous song of his. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuth, bromine, lithium, beryllium, and barium. I hear songs like that that would be real like that's a lot of talent him singing that i know we're going oh it's so silly but like that's really hard to do and i hear songs like that and i'm always like i i need to learn that like it's my goal it's um i always think that with johnny cash's i've been everywhere it's like my life goal to be able to just like bust it out because saying words that fast really close together without a breath is really hard so props and think about it from the perspective of like not only is he doing it but he's also playing the song can't play the piano yeah simultaneously ridiculous and then this is the last one i'm going to play i hope It starts with the introduction, but either way, I'm not even going to tell you the name of the song because it. I think it ruins the the joke okay. of the song, but here we go. I'd like to take you now on wings of song, as it were, and try and help you forget, perhaps for a while, 
your drab, wretched lives. <laughs> Here's a song all about springtime in general, and in particular about one of the many delightful pastimes that the coming of spring affords us all. Spring is here, a suffering is here. Life is skittles and life is beer. I think the loveliest time of the year is the spring. I do, don't you? Of course you do. But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me and makes every Sunday a treat for me. All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. That was in the Dr. Demento show that my sister and I put on every Friday night. I'm just, and that had, that wasn't like a rotating number that like sometimes was in like the other, like p- poisoning pigeons in the park was a solid foundational pillar of our Dr. Demento floor show. So I have like, my sister would lip sync the whole thing and I would act out everything that's going on. So I would like be the pigeons being poisoned. I would like, it, like I like acted out the song behind her. I love that. But I love uh, so, that song. So case in point though, I guess further evidence to my theory that these were huge influences on Weird Al is obviously Weird Al loved listening to the Dr. Demento show. And at least two of these songs you immediately knew because of a Dr. Demento CD. But I knew Weird Al from Dr. Demento. That's yeah. even how I knew him. Yeah, he so was I think on the that CD I had. I think it's really interesting to look back at these because, like I said, you can definitely hear those elements. You can hear the elements totally. of parody. I feel like the Spike Jones stuff sounds a lot like the Weird Al polkas where he'll do like a bunch of songs smashed together in a really crazy totally. polka. I just wanted to do a little bit selfish selfish promotion. There we go. That was a sentence. But also, I thought it'd be like a fun little short episode a little musical number because we haven't done a lot of music lately on this show i know i I need to bring back some i have a bunch of music on my list and i keep trying to like spread out topics so we're not like heavily on films or heavily on history and so um yeah i'll bring in some more no i this might be my favorite episode like i don't think i've smiled (laughs) and laughed so much in one episode this is i was like this is delightful well i'm so glad i can bring you we should do that we should like every month or something have like a show and tell episode where we're like listen to this and then i like that i like that well so you're you're on the docket for a show and tell episode okay i can do some show and tell for sure hi friends the world got you down don't be sad listen to two dollar late fee with zach and dustin two dollar late fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment the 1980s we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. So there was one other artist I wanted to talk about, and his music was almost impossible to find anywhere online. Um, Was or at least I could find some of his music, but not the specific songs I wanted to play on Spotify. For some reason, they weren't on Spotify. Uh, but you were talking about your Dr. Demento CD, and I feel like the two songs I wanted, you've probably already heard anyway. Um, Benny Bell was his name, and his two songs were Shaving Cream, um, which is based on that kind of a famous thing where it's like you lead up to almost saying a curse and then you say something else type thing. Okay. So it was like, I remember the the first verse was like, I have a sad story to tell you. It might hurt your feelings a bit. One day when I walked out my front door, I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. Be nice and like, 
And it was yeah. just verse after verse where it was like leading into the word shit and then it would turn into shaving cream. And then the other song, similar play on words, was called My Fanny about how everyone loves his girlfriend, Fanny. And it was like, everybody wants to touch my Fanny. Everybody wants to <laughs> kiss my Fanny. <laughs> but I'm curious, what are some of the other like goofy songs that you remember? Like, I can promise oh, yeah, I, you that I, this I, is one of my favorite episodes, just seeing your face light up at Cocktails so, 2 and, and Poisoning. These were childhood. Like I said, my <laughs> sister and I started, you know, our Dr. Demento floor show, which my parents would probably roll their eyes. You know, now they're like, yeah, it was so cute. But they'd be like, oh, God, this again. Like, we took it on the road. We'd be at like... <laughs> houses at someone else's and we're like let's do the show like it was some of them fish heads was a standard fish heads fish heads roly poly fish that one was in the show um star trek and star trek i love star trek dude that song rules enterprise under captain Kirk. yeah i love that one and then um this one we probably like PC reasons couldn't do now. It's a little, my sister and I've talked about this, but I still love it is um, the homecoming Queens got a gun. And that was one Ooh, of my favorite yeah. numbers to perform. But like, if you listen to the lyrics, you're like, you can't say that anymore, but it's still really <laughs> funny to me. So sorry if that's wrong. And now obviously like there's been a lot of problems with shooting sun sun and it's not cool and at high school. So I totally get the sensitivity side of it. And I agree well, with it. Like maybe we shouldn't, that wasn't really happening. So it was kind of, it just, wasn't really it was- happening then. Like, I'm pretty sure it was pre-Columbine. For sure it was. And just like obviously things have changed since then. And it, you know, we should try to fix that problem. But I don't know how because I'm not in charge. They're naming this song that because it would be so absurd that. <laughs> it would be crazy. And then then it was like, oh, shit, that's reality. But it's yeah. still really funny when she's like, she's what did she say? Um, before I knew it, the math teacher was dead. It was really sad, but kind of relief. I mean, we have this big test coming up next week. <laughs> like <laughs> Shit like that. Like, it's so good. One of the other ones that kind of um, falls in that same category where it's like, oh, is this <laughs> is this OK or not? And I I'm going to say that it probably still is OK. And the only reason why I say that is. So many friends of mine in the LGBTQ community have embraced this woman in this song. But um, Josie Cotton's Johnny, Are You Queer? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's it's like an 80s dance song. It's basically just talking about how like Johnny never wants to hang out with her. He's too busy hanging out with all of his friends and just like, but Johnny, are you queer? But it's it's a good catchy song. And she like plays a lot of gay pride parades and stuff like that. So I feel like that song's been kind of open. Yeah, no, embraced, I think that's but, yeah. But yeah, I remember the first time I heard that song, it was like Spotify recommended. It was like, oh, here's like a song that you've never streamed that we think you would love. And they were right because I became obsessed with it. I even got to interview her one time. Oh, cool. Um, Actually tie into one of my last episodes when she put out a greatest hits album. John Waters did the forward to it about how iconic her music was because she was like in the 80s doing 50s doo-wop music, essentially. Totally. So it was. uh, Yeah. But that's another one where I'm like, <laughs> like, it's one that I always like almost want to play when I'm like DJing a party or something. I'm like, I don't yeah. think this is going to go over well. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there's some stuff you just like keep to yourself. Yeah, it's just it's in my personal collection. It's always on my Spotify wrapped when it's like, oh, here's like your 50 most streamed songs. And it's usually in like my top 20. <laughs> like, I love this song. Uh, but Gelsey, <laughs> where can our listeners tell us about some of the songs that they love? Yes, please tell us about your funny, zany, wacky songs on Instagram. You can comment or DM us 
The handle is at before my time underscore podcast or search on Facebook for before my time. We will show up and right there on our wall, share a link or the title of your favorite zany song and we'd love to hear it. Also, I mean, you're here. Just tap the five star review. It's so easy. Just go like boop five stars. That really helps us out, gets us out there, gets us, you know, looking cooler because we're like the kids that are at the table that we're like, we think we're cool and we want to be cool, but we're not at the cool kids table. So that would help us out. Maybe make us look a little cooler at the lunch quad. Um, Yeah. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a glorious, glorious Tuesday. Bye. fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.